Wow, you guys are a rowdy crowd. Hallelujah. Woo, you know when you know how to put your shout into God, that's how you receive. When we put our shout and praise into God, that's how we're delivered, how we're set free, how God begins to open the windows of heaven over our life. And it's so good to be here again. Thank you, Jesus. So I just want to say good morning. It's so great. Actually, I can't see you. These are the worst glasses, same ones I had you know, the other night. <laughs> I mean, they're like greasy and scratched, but whatever. Um, <laughs> that, that's the story of my life. Carry an egg around, just fry them on my glasses. So whatever, got lo lots of oil. But it's so good to be back at Faith Builders Church, our home church. And, you know, I'm not biased. The one thing I love about our church is that it's filled with the Spirit and the Word of God. And I am so proud. I'm going to start first. I'm not going to take long this morning. But a pastor bar being the lead pastor. Woo! Man, she is taking the word and the spirit. And God is just doing great things. And I could never, and this could never happen without our, our lead team. of. And then we have all of our wonderful worker bees. And I've, I've said this every time I've stood in the pulpit. We never want to forget you because you're the one that makes the kingdom of God happen at Faith Builders Church. Thank you so much for all your service, you know. I'm just so excited. And it's amazing what God is doing. So thank you, Jesus. I'm going to get right into my message this morning. And honestly, I designed this message primarily out of my own spirit. Have you ever just gone through some things and then the Holy Spirit just wants you to pass that baton to somebody else? And how do we get through the things that we get through, you know? And um, I'm speaking this morning on are you in a dry season? And dry seasons don't just mean that you're not in the word necessarily. It doesn't mean that because you're not coming to church or paying tithe or loving the Lord. Dry seasons are just something I believe personally that God allows in our life. I know we don't like to hear that, but there's seasons in our life that God is cultivating a way to get something to us and to change us. And so that this message I was kind of putting together out of my own experiences of the last six months or more. As you know, we transitioned into Tennessee, and I'm not going to go into all of that. But during transition times, it's difficult times, amen? You're taken away from everything you know, and you're taken away from your identity. You're taken away from your purpose, all your life, what you've known in your purpose and your assignment from God. And it can be very difficult. But it's in those difficult seasons, wherever you're at this today, my season may not be like your season, but I'm telling you, who's not going through a, some type of season? Or you're facing a season. So in a way, we're all in the same boat, paddling the same direction this morning. But it's in those seasons that I want us to understand, and I had to understand myself, that God wasn't trying to change the season for Gloria Pruitt. God was trying to, uh, I mean, for, for my, not trying to change my season, but he was trying to change me in the season. Because God doesn't really care about a lot of things that we care about this morning. You know, it's all about uh, purpose and destiny. And it's like what I spoke to uh, Faith Sisters 
uh, just a couple of days ago, I talked about, you know, we talk about our destiny and we talk about oh, what God has for us, but the truth of the matter is it lies within our own spirit. The destiny is not for us. It's what God has in us for someone else. So it's always passing forward when it comes to God. We get born again. We get saved. We should be passing that forward to somebody else, reaching community, reaching the marketplace, leading someone to Jesus Christ, signs, wonders, and miracles happening in our life every day. They should never lie dormant on the inside of us. We should wake up with purpose to our destiny. And when we're in these seasons of time, this is the place where we really attach our hearts to the things of what God's purpose is for us. And so we can't negate that in any way. I like to say go through because I'm finally coming to the, the I'm finally seeing finally have seen the end of the tunnel. You know, they say the light is at the end of the tunnel because for a long time, for months, there was no light at the tunnel for me. But I had to learn to push through that and push past that. And I know some of you look at me like, really? Pastor Gloria had to do that? Yeah, because you know, you know Jesus has just favor for me and Bishop. <laughs> no, we struggle like you struggle. It's in the struggles that make us strong. It's in the struggles that causes our character to be really make the everyday mundane life change for the glory of God. And that's why we're here. The purpose that we're here is for that. So it's during those dry spells that we really don't find manifestations. You know, we're always looking for manifestations. And sometimes, don't you love it when they're instantaneous? Like, pow, ask God to heal me. Woohoo! Ding. And, you know, we're running the course and we're happy. But when we don't see manifestations in which God has for us, you know, and we have to wait upon, then we have our hands hang low and we get disappointed. But waiting on God is the one who alters the times and the seasons for us. So it's in that process, say process. It's in the wonderful process of waiting in which we hate. We really do. It's there where we really make that spiritual connection to the Lord. It's there where we find our intimacy with him. And that's been my life the last two years. You know, I went into a deeper way with God through my own sorrow and through my own waiting on God and wanting to know what, where, when, who, and why. And I questioned that so many times in the past two years. And it wasn't that we didn't have a good life and that weren't, we, we didn't cry every day. I didn't do that. But, you know, it was a place where I personally had to transform my way of life because in ministry you're so busy with everybody else's life. And you're so busy going through the circumstances of life that you really forget your relationship with the Holy Spirit. I mean on the level that I went to in the past two years. Because there's different levels in which we need to achieve to have that anointing and the destiny and the purpose of God in our world. Can you say amen? amen. So it's in those times, you know. But the key for me was not for me to look at the struggle. And the struggle was, God, what's going on? You know, we've, we've done this. I can't believe the call of God is dead in us. And I can't go into all that for time's sake. But, you know, when you're birthed with a calling, see, inside every one of you today, when you were birthed, you were birthed just in the natural, but you bir was birthed with a gift and calling. And see, even if you don't know Jesus, the calling's still there. 
You see what I'm saying? So it was during that place where I had to get past the struggles of my own personal sorrows of uprooting from you all, uprooting for all I knew since 19, well, really since 1974. Even before we went in full-time ministry, we were in full-time ministry. And so my identity and my purpose, I felt, was deflated. And I had no one in my life to just console or do something. But God says, this is a new season. It's a different season for you and Bishop. So it's a transitioning. Say transitioning. I love that. So what I found, what people believe, and I think maybe we all do this and we shouldn't. We fall short of it, I think, is we think, well, because I've actually had people pray for asked me to pray for them for more faith. But it's not about more faith. It's about using the faith in which God has already given you. It's about consistency. It's about steadiness. It's about balance. It's about using what God has already given us, that mustard seed faith. And then what happens is resurrection begins to take place in the deadness of what's going on on the inside of us. Because everywhere you look, in the natural realm, there's a deadness. There's, there's, a, there's just nothing can make you happy. There's, no, I don't care if you have bigger, better, your bills are paid, no matter what you're going through. Listen to me. It's during the process of time, and you're looking to God to get the answers. It's got to first, be, first seek the kingdom of God first. And what? His righteousness. And then it says what? What, what does it say? Somebody say it. That's right. All the rest is going to follow through. I mean, that's the way that we have to do it. So we got to keep our faith. What do you believe in God for, family? Whatever you're believing in, keep the faith. Don't look at the circumstances. Don't look at the storms in your life. Keep focused on what the Word of God says about your situation and begin to praise your way out. Begin to thank Him. Even if you're crying on the wall like I was a few times, Oh, God, why? This ain't righteous. You know, but the truth of it is we got to believe. I know a lot of us this morning know already in our heart, amen, that God is the God that handles tomorrow. It's not about us knowing it, like just reading it and saying, well, I know that. I've heard that before. But we've got to get a revelation that God's already taken care of tomorrow. See, he's the yesterday, today, and tomorrow God. And if we could just say, you know what, tomorrow's going to be a better day. Maybe today sucks. Maybe today I'm fighting with my husband. Maybe today I lost my job. Maybe today, you know, I feel depressed, you know. Maybe today I'm feeling sorry for myself or family members are sick or whatever. But there's a new tomorrow. Say new beginnings. There's always new beginnings. I love Psalms 910, and it says, those who know your name. Come on. Woo! Somebody better say amen or I'm going to come up and slap it off of you. <laughs> say amen. Okay. 910 says, and those who know your name, do what? Put their trust in you. Our God is a God that you can trust. He, you know, he's already made the crooked way straight. The only problem is you don't see it because faith never sees. Faith doesn't feel. Faith only knows one thing. The word of God says it. I receive it. That's my portion. Shut your mouth, Satan. I'm moving forward in the kingdom of God. No weapon formed against me is going to proffer. God is, God's made me the head, not the tail. You know, I'm, he's the glory and the lifter of my head. Everything, begin to 
declare who you are. And, and more importantly, family, declare who he is. Declare who you are in him. You're mighty. The spirit of God reigns and rules on the inside of you. Romans says this, that you're not of your own. You're not of your own. The temple of God, when you accept Jesus as your Savior, resides on the inside of you. And nothing can stop that. I don't care how you feel this morning. It's a lie. Say it's a lie. It's a lie, you know. God, that what the enemy wants for us is to feel faint in the day of sorrow. He wants us to look at every situation in our life. You know, but what we're going to do is, like I said earlier, we're going to move out of the natural realm and stop looking to the storm. If whatever you focus on, you're going to become. The more you focus on whatever's in front of you, I'm, I'm going to tell you, you're going to take on that nature. When we focus on the word of God, we take on the, nat the, the nature of God. And it brings us hope and peace and security and happiness no matter what we're facing. We've all faced things. We could all write our own books. We could all write our own stories. But I'm telling you something. When we face God and we walk by faith and not by sight. Louder. Sight. Woo! When we walk, walk by faith and not by sight. And I know we all start out that way. I start out that way. I wake up in the morning, oh, my God, you know, help me, Jesus. And the problem's there. You know what I'm talking about. You wake up at 4 in the morning, it's like, holy moly, it's right there. So how do you do it? The word says it cuts asunder. When you take authority in the spiritual realm of Satan, what you're doing when you use the word, it's a machete. And then I go, I'm not kidding. Sometimes there's lots of pressures that mount up in life. And so what we got to do is we got to take authority over it. And that's what the enemy wants for you. See, here, here's a theory of mine, and I believe it's biblical. Satan doesn't care if uh, what we go through or what we don't go through. He magnifies the negative, you know, for whatever. But it's not for the reasons I think that we think. I think it's because his whole agenda is to get us away from the body of Christ, to get us away from God's chain of events, to get us away from the supernatural and the spiritual realm. Because if he can get you there, you'll, the Bible says when you walk away, it's worse than ever. Remember that scripture? You know, when it goes, a dog goes back to its vomit. Listen, it's harder when you walk away. It's harder. And I know I'm speaking to somebody this morning. You know, you're feeling like it's so hard. I'm just going to up and out of here. I don't even know why I'm here today. But I'm going to tell you something. Stay the course. Tap your neighbor. Tap them because you're going to be tapping that one. Say, stay the course. Woo! <laughs> Hebrews 10.23 says this. Let us hold unswervingly. That word just means reliable. Profess. Declare. I love that. Junk in. Junk out. If that's the way we want to live our life, junk in, junk out, it's not for me. So the good news in the heat of things is that God says this, that the battle belongs to him. I know you think it really belongs to you, but in the heat of things, the battle belongs to God. If that's you, say amen. amen. <laughs> I know, me too, right? So I'm, I'm just going to say this to you this morning. I want... I've got so many notes. Look at me. I've got air lines that I add things to. I can't even see it. But um, uh, I'm like, uh, okay, 
to my one good eye, okay? <laughs> it, ma it makes me think of the book of Jeremiah, I believe it's chapter 18, and, and, and where God tells Jeremiah, he says, go down to the potter's house. And if you remember that story at all, the reason that God said to Jeremiah, go down to the potter house, because he says, I will cause thee to hear. You know, some of us are on that journey. We're heading towards the potter's house because he wants to tell us something. He wants us to hear something. He wants us to adhere to things. You know, and what happens in a potter's house? He says that God is, God is, we are the clay and God is the potter. What happens is when, when, when Jeremiah went there, God was actually showing, it was physically a, a place where you could mold clay. And God does a lot of things, right? He goes through the cornfields and doesn't he take the corn and eat it? Everything about the Lord is analogy throughout the word. So God said, I'm going to take Jeremiah down. I want him to have a visual. I want him to see where, what is about in his life because I have great things for him. But he's got to see that I am the one that molds. And even there, I, I, the Bible doesn't say, but I'm just thinking maybe I'm wrong because I've seen so many shows. But, you know, to do the clay, sometimes it looks pretty crummy doesn't it falls well whatever but eventually the the potter gets it right and God wanted to show Jeremiah that very thing that was in his life so it's during those times that I believe that when the enemy speaks and, and we go through crucial times we have to understand what happened to Jeremiah or anybody in the Old Testament we go through also we need our potter's experience we need to understand and get a visual even if it's a spiritual visual on the inside of our heart that's called a revelation revelations take you from a place of knowing in your knower to a place where the spirit man is so adaptable to what God has for us and we connect it's like energy Woo! When you connect the word with truth and your faith ignites it, there's nothing, it, nothing's impossible. Nothing's impossible for you this morning. I'm telling you right now. But the enemy wants to speak in a loud voice. Sometimes we think he whispers, but he don't. God whispers. God will speak in our ear, our whispering thought. But I'll tell you something. The, the devil will magnify. Here, this is really from the Lord, I believe. The devil will take a situation that you're facing, and he'll put someone in front of you, and it'll magnify itself. And then when you don't deal with that, there will be a bigger circumstances. In other words, he's going to cause a, re a synergy inter interaction to make sure that you get his point. So a prophet told Bishop and I years ago, what you don't deal with will deal with you. Now, that could be unforgiveness. That could be um, Whatever your circumstances in, there's just a list of them that only you know. It might be uh, self-loathing. It might be uh, a self-pity party. It could be anything that you're facing. You need to deal with that because you got too much valuable goods, the gifts of God in you, to be so magnifying all the little foxes. It's the little foxes, family, that spoils the vine. It's the little foxes in our life that we're just chasing them. We might as well have a tail on fire ourselves, <laughs> because we really do, don't we? When we're chasing little foxes rather than dealing with the little foxes in our life. So well, some of you are saying this morning, why is it taking so long? Listen, who hasn't said that? Give me a shout. Because 
in the kingdom of God, process is never an elevator. It's always step by step by step. Don't we just wish it was just, and everything that we wanted, you know, God becomes that personal genie to us. Oh, this is what I want. This is what I deserve. See what I'm saying? But, but in, in, in these kind of situations that we face today, there's hardships. And, you know, I don't mean to make light of it, but the truth of the matter, we go through hardships. But God says he delivers them from all of them. He delivers us from all of them. That's Bible. The Lord will deliver us, but it's not going to be unless we really take a stand and begin to declare what he says. You know, we can't abandon our faith. We can't quit. Now is the time, and I was sharing with um, the faith sisters, now is the time that we get up and march. And I don't mean like this. This is the church. This is the church, the daily grind. God wants us to pick up our weaponry. God wants us to march in and pray and tear down walls, speak them to come down over our families, for over our finances, over our health, over our minds. The minds of people are crazy today. The media is crazy today. I've never seen anything like a frenzy, and I won't go any more than that because I'm telling you. My, I did a gifting test, and one of them was that I would be a great politician, and the second one was a great warden. <laughs> I'm telling you, some have seen my warden side through the years. I just can't help it. I was, my, my DNA is never to say, oh, honey, it's okay. No, get up, you sissy baby. Walk for God. Live for God. What are you doing? You got the power of God and you greater works you're supposed to do. And then I'm like, oh, honey, are you crying? I'm so sorry. Please don't leave the church. Do you still love me? I want you to know something. The hell that you all are experiencing in areas of your life is just about to expire. Woo! Woo! Say expire. Expire. Gone. Like a forever gone. I love it. Hallelujah. You know, in the molding, getting back to Jeremiah for just a second, in the molding process, what God is doing is really unfolding your destiny. In him. It's, he's unfolding it right now. Right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Don't let the walls go up. But we've got to tear them down. Because as believers, we don't live by feelings. We don't live by feelings. That's always been the, the, the heart of God. What we fail to see in dry seasons for our purpose is that God, and I think I touched a little bit about it earlier, he's trying to make a champion out of us. We can't always be on the plane of happy, clappy. Thank you, Jesus. That's why I'm so proud of you today. Or people that are attending church today that love the Lord and going through trials and tribulations, that you're still here. You know, you could just walk out of this door and say, I am a champion because I'm at Faith Builders Church today. I'm a champion because even though I'm going through the... Uh, facing divorce or financial situations or mental problems or whatever my kids are out running and they don't want Jesus anymore in their life, but you're here. You're here. 
Do you understand that really makes you a champion already? And that's what, that's what I love, you know? And that's kind of like I said earlier where my life has been the last several months. It was, it's, it's the places of decisions, you know? And I was sharing with a friend not long ago, and of course I share everything with my BFF, my girl. And, you know, I, I said, you know what I feel like? I said, it's the first time in as long as I can remember that I feel like I'm standing before God, sliding down the wall, crying out to God, and there's a brass ceiling. There's a brass ceiling. It's like, it's, it's, it's a place that you feel abandonment. It's a place where you, you just know in your heart that maybe God's hearing, but he's not answering. See, dry places in your life, like I said, it's the seasons that we go through, doesn't mean that God hasn't made the provision. He always makes the crooked way straight. But he's saying, you know what? It's time for you, Missy, to go to the next level. It's time for you to get to that place where you really begin to know me. And even though I felt, honestly, there were so many times I just said, God, I just feel like you've abandoned my prayer life. And I'm just, it makes me feel so lonely and insecure. But it's, it's that time and place and that season in our life that God's trying to change me. He's trying to take, see, I got new destiny facing me. Bishop and I have new destiny. We have new places to cultivate and do. And, and we have to be prepared by the way of the Lord with his power and his purpose and his destiny. And, we, and he said, you know what? You're going to just stay right there on that floor for a long time because the place that I'm about to embark on your life, your future, is going to not be an easy place. It's going to be a difficult place of tearing down and building up and going back into that place of spiritual warfare. You see, none of you this morning are exempt of spiritual warfare. You say, well, what does that mean? It means grow up. It means mature. It means get the bottle out of your mouth. It means start taking authority of what's going on in your life. Are there spirits uh, bombarding you continuously, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, or in your home or over your kids? You get in there and you bind them in the name of Jesus. You say, you got to go. See, there's a bloodline, family. There's a bloodline right here. Here it is. And you know what? My family's protected. My kids, I'm protected. God, you know what? I'm, but you know what? You're still going to go through the feelings. That's never going to change. But we don't look to our feelings, our emotions, our insecurities. Oh, my God. I'm so sick of insecurity, insecure people. Let's get where we need to be. Oh, I'm sorry. You saw my side. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, I wish I had. I do have mercy sometimes. I do. But honestly, this morning, you know, unscheduled, I believe unscheduled blessings and healing and uh, financial blessings is coming your way. I believe it with all my heart. I love it. They're heading towards you right now. If, we, if you could just believe that, you know, just know that God is doing that. But it's constantly working out our, our faith because you know what? I used to add conjunction to what I'm about to say, but I'm just going to leave it raw. Jesus said, God says, it's impossible to plead me if you don't have faith. And I'm not going to go into, the, oh, well, he loves us and he does it. We should know that. When someone dies for you so you can have eternity, we already have a clue how much he, for God so, the what? That he gave his begotten son only come on 
His only son. If we don't know God loves us by now, I love the word. But if I hear how much God loves me on TV anymore, it's not about that. What are we going to do in our circumstances? How do, we, how do we get out of the clutches of the enemy? How do we make things work for our families? How do we live the productive? God's a God of abundance. He comes to give us life and what? More abundance. So as we walk in the abundance of God, that means health and peace and happiness and joy. The fruit of the Spirit is manifested. And so when we have that, that but, but when we all we hear is it's like going to a big buffet, having carrots. Oh, mm, that's nice. I like those carrots. Oh, oh, sautéed carrots. Oh, my God. Oh, look at this. This has got brown sugar on these carrots and carrots and carrots. I'm going to have the greatest eyesight you ever seen. But everything else is going to have rickets and gout. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be like falling down like I'm so weak. thought them carrots was going to work. No, we got to have the abundance of his word from Genesis to Revelation. Woo! So real quick, what I had to do is start examining what I was tolerating. And that's a word for you. There's things in your life you're tolerating. And God says there will be no tolerating that anymore. We are going to examine it with all those carrots we're eating closely. And we're going to say, that's got to stop. I'm tired of the enemy running me over the coals. I'm tired of it. Amen? Amen. I'm going to skip that part. And I'm going to get over here for time's sake. I'm going to skip that part too. Pretty soon I'll have nothing left. No, I want, I want to tell a tiny little story. I, I love the Old Testament. My heartbeat is Old Testament. But I love to turn it around because, you know, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I love to use that and also bring in the grace of God also with that. But in King, 1 Kings 18.44, if you remember the story, it's a story about Elijah. And in that story, it had not rained for six months. Y'all, most of you know it. Maybe not. But it was in, that in there where I want you to picture yourself. Six months, he was believing God for something. Six months don't sound like a long time, but it is when you're waiting on God for something. And he, the Bible says this. I love this. He says this. He said, and he cried out to the Lord. Not once, twice, three times, four, five. Six times, Elijah cried out to God. So sometimes in our spiritual warfaring process and trying to get out of that dry season into the destiny that God has for us, sometimes we have to continue to knock on the heart of God. So here it is, even great Elijah, who did miracles with the sun, cried out to God six times. And I bet you it wasn't like us, oh God, oh God, I've told this five times, I need this answered. He's like, God! He's sweating blood. Oh, my God, where are you? You've abandoned me. God, hear my prayers. I mean, we got to put snot in that carpet. we got to get down there and wail. Woo-hoo! Jesus! Cry out to the Lord. Rain did not rain for six months, okay? Now watch this. This is, this is good. I want you to pay attention here, okay? For the setting of that scripture, you know, they had the three, after that they had the three-year drought. We remember that story. And it was promised that God was going to do something, but it didn't happen. 
So let me see here. Um, okay, I'm going to skip this. Too much, too much. Uh, but unmoved, Elijah was unmoved about it all. And then what happened is, and I'm going to go here, the seventh time. Say seventh time. Let's just get to the seventh time. The scripture says that the servant of, of Elijah on the seventh time, the servant reported, hoo-hoo, oh, this is so good. Come on, some of you are talking tongues. Kondolalava shandai. Woo, God's about to do something. Now listen to this. I love it. On the seventh time, the servant reported a cloud, just a little tiny baby cloud. He said, Elijah, there's a little cloud. It's so dinky I can hardly see it's the size of a man's fat fist. Now you have to understand the biggest man's fist in the cloud is going to be dinky. Amen? That's a dinky thing. And he says, as small as a man's hand rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go tell Ahab, hitch up your cherry and go down before the rain stops. Okay? And so here's what happened. When, when we don't see, and I'm not going to go into the story because it's not about my preaching on Elijah. I'm using it as an example. What happens is six times Elijah cried out to God, but on the seventh time, on the seventh time, I'm telling you, friends, listen to me. You're about to cry out for your seventh time, and you don't want to miss it because somewhere in the horizon is your little cloud, your little fist, just waiting. Who? Come on. Uh, come on. Give it up for Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Say it's my season. Woo, Jesus. It, it's our season, and we're going to see it. It's, good. it's beginning to rain. I won't sing that because I killed the choir the last time I tried to sing. <laughs> You all know what I'm saying, but what's happening is that God is wanting to activate what's on the inside of you, and if it's not faith, you don't even see it. He's like this, I'm complaining, I'm murdering, and God's going. He might even do this. <laughs> on this side. <laughs> he may be just giving you the puckered lip. Like, I'm not listening, and I don't care. Because anything without faith, we're not, it's not going to happen. It's in dry season. You know, the key to it is let the faith of God in reading the word begin to incubate on the inside of you. There's a process. Let it incubate. Let it go deep into your spirit. Begin to really understand. You don't need 50,000 scriptures, friends. Listen to me. All you need is what you're going through. When I had heart problems, I didn't dig into everything. I knew by God's stripes I was healed. But what I did is there was one scripture in, in, in John 14, 1. You know what it said? Let not your heart be troubled. Now, I knew that was don't be worried, don't have anxiety, and I could receive that too. But that was my key scripture to my healing. And you know what? Did it come one day, 10 days, one year? It took me two years to get through that. But I never gave up. I, was, I had pit bull faith. And if I can do it, I'm no different than you. We all, we all have the same spirit of God on the inside of it. But you've got to make it incubate until it's finally processed enough that it's usable. And then I'm going to see here, and then I'm going to just keep going because I'm da-da-da-da-da. I'm not going to do that. See how good I am? I'm just going, oh, my God, no. Okay, I'm going to end right here. We cannot successfully, say successfully, walk through life without putting our trust in God. We cannot successfully do anything unless we rise up 
out of the natural realm into the supernatural realm. I believe, listen, we, 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 uh, we were talking on the supernatural realm this past when I was at Faith Sisters, and I know that Pastor Barb and others are doing an amazing job teaching it. But you know what? We're just about, and this is what I told them that night. I said, you know what? Listen to me, uh, listen to me sisters. Satan is about to collide with the heavenlies. You can see it in the atmosphere. You can feel it in this world. It, you can, and I'm not saying when Jesus is coming back, but I'm telling you, heaven and hell is about to collide. And if we don't know who we are, and if we're not raising our little ones to know who they are, they've got to stop coming, mommies and daddies, on your, shoe str on your strings. There's the umbilical cord has to be broken. It has to be cut. They need to pray. They need to do scriptures. When they're sick, say, I'm not praying for you. You pray for yourself. Tell me what mommy taught you. Make a memorized scripture. In the last days, listen, even the very elect will be, uh, will, can be deceived if possible. So we want to make sure that we're equipped to pass the baton to our kids, and then they pass it on to their kids. And that's what we have to be, and we have to be focused. So in closing, I just want to say have patience. Let patience have her perfect work in your life. And can you all stand to your feet? Hallelujah. And I want five seconds of hallelujah. Let's shout to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The double portion. The double portion. Come on. Come on. Come on. This is for Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Woo, Jesus. 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 The author, the finisher of our faith. Woo. Hallelujah. Stand. One quick second. If you came to this house today and you've never accepted Jesus, I ain't going to have you close your eyes. You know, Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. But something touched you in this service. I know it did. Some of you need to be at this altar right now rededicating. Because you got one, one foot on a banana and one foot on Jesus. And you know, an old saying, you can't ride a horse in two different directions at the same time. You want destiny. You want to fulfill the cause that God's placed in you, the gifting then you know what? you got to quit playing with the world. Come out from among them and be thou separate, says the Lord. I don't care what you hear. I don't care what you see, what preaching's going on, that no matter what you do, it's okay. It's not okay. And the blood of the Lamb will never come against me because I will be untruthful to you. The truth is we need to live a righteous life the best we can. We're not perfect. I'm not perfect. But we need to have our hearts so wanting more of God that the world will go strangely dim. We can hear all the greatest speakers, all the everything. But if our heart's out of sync and not lined up with loving the Lord with all your heart, then something's radically wrong. Now, if you don't know Jesus, just raise your hand. Just raise it on up. Come on, there's got to be somebody in this crowd. Somebody, come on, be brave. Come on, men. I'm sure there's one man in this place that wants Jesus. Thank you, Father. I, don't, I can't see you anyway. I don't have my faraway glasses. I, I, see, I see like the man that was getting healed of his eyes. I see something dimly. Now, if you're here today and you've never, uh, you want to recommit your heart to God, then you, want, you need to do that. You need to recommit your heart to God. You know, I'm going to have Pastor Barb come up here because... Um, 
Used to be, I would say, well, just say this prayer and you're saved. But I think that the, the, the lady, the pastor of the house, needs to actually do her anointing, what God has placed her in this pulpit to do. And that's to win this church to Christ and center focus them. So I'm going to pass this to her. Thank you. Give it up for Pastor Gloria, please. Amen. Uh, you may be seated for just one moment, if you will. I think uh, as Pastor Gloria was speaking, this, this altar call ministry, um, I think the heart of what I felt in the spirit is the Lord says it's time to bring people to receive Jesus. Because if everybody is saved this morning, that's wonderful, amen. And we're so glad we can pour into you. But we want this house to be filled with unbelievers. My dad used to say the church should smell like a barn, you know. It should smell like alcohol. It should smell like cigarettes, you know. We should have people in here who are uncomfortable so that we can present the gospel of Jesus. So that's what I felt, Mom, to share with you. This is the year that we are to win the harvest, right? The Bible says that the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. And it's time to go out and get that harvest and bring them in. Amen. And so that's the challenge I want to set forth to you. And we've been talking about that, haven't we? But even more so, we need to be vigilant to win the loss to Jesus. Amen. I want to take uh, just a minute to receive an offering for Pastor Gloria. Um, the scripture verse that came to my mind says that he that receives a prophet receives a prophet reward. And this isn't just about, oh, I'm going to give and I'm going to get this. No, there's a spiritual tie to what we give to. And we want to receive the word that she gave today. At the very end, there was just this prophetic shift of that cloud. I felt that so strong as she was sharing that, that there is this prophetic shift of the cloud is right there in your life. Amen. And I could just sense it. There's something supernatural happening. And this is our covering. These are the people who sacrificed everything, walked away from it all, went on a bus, and did a journey for Jesus 40 years ago. Amen. And we're here because of that, because of that fruit and that labor. So I want to pour love into her heart. Amen. Let's just give a great seed and send them off. And I believe that as we give, we're going to receive the word of God that's been poured here today. Amen. So dig deep. I want to give a significant seed into, we're going to uh, sow into Bishop in second service. I believe in sowing to our covering. There's times I'll just send a check to them. You don't even know that, but I'm like, we're going to sow into that covering because there's a supernatural principle. If you were at the leadership, we talked about Aaron's beard, right? When he was anointed, what was the beard came down and our covering is above us and their anointing flows down to us. And we want to sow and honor that anointing this weekend. Amen. So just let the Lord speak to you in that significant seed because they're going to do a work for Jesus. I believe my dad's going to share it in second service. And we want to partner with what God is doing in their life. Amen. So go ahead and get your, uh, you can write it out to Faith Builders Church. And 